This is the Jay Doherty Podcast. And now, broadcasting live from downtown Chicago, here's your host, Jay Doherty. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Jay Doherty Podcast. My name is Jay Doherty. It is Wednesday, February 13th, 2019 at uh, 535 right now. And there has been a lot to cover this week. Seems uh, far more than usual. Normally a lot of the uh, big news happens near the end of the week, but this week does not seem to be that way. We're going to talk about the new possible deal that will be reached. Well, if the deal is existence, whether or not it's actually going to go through, we'll talk about uh, our huge updates on that. The partial government shutdown, which if this deal is not reached, will occur in two days, five hours, 23 minutes, and 34 seconds. We have a live countdown timer on the website j-dorty.com and uh, you can go ahead and look at that uh, live to see just how long if this deal is not reached when the government shutdown will happen. We'll also take a look at kind of the summary where the Russia investigation between Donald J. Trump uh, the United States and potential Russia collusion uh, within the U.S. 2016 election took place. We have it all covered here on the J. Dory Podcast. All the stuff that you need to know about this and uh, how far we've come in terms of Russian collusion, the legal process with Special Counsel Robert Mueller, business ties with Russia, Paul Manafort, Donald Trump, external people, and uh, his associates like Michael Cohen, Stephanopoulos, and so many others. It's all coming up next on episode number... Uh, 73 of the J. Doherty Podcast, recorded on uh, February 13th, 2019, and it is 5.37 right now. Alrighty, everyone, the number, if you want to call in live to the show, the lines are open 24-7 at 312-625-8492 if you want to call in there. That's the place to uh, go. And uh, you can leave a voicemail. The lines are open 24-7, so even if you're listening, this is not to the live uh, version, which 24 people are currently. If you're listening, if you want to um, go ahead and listen, if you're listening to this after you and you're listening to it at 3 in the morning, call in. 312-625-8492. One of the more important investigations, and I guess we'll start with Russia, because they're farther away than Mexico, um, geographically. <laughs> uh, Trump, the, the big question that a lot of people have, specifically with Donald Trump, is just flat out, did Donald Trump have any, or his campaign, or anyone within the Trump campaign that directly worked for Trump have any contacts with Russia. In July of 2016, the chairman of the uh, Trump campaign at the time, who was Paul Manafort, which of course was indicted by Mueller, (laughs) said that there was no contact with the Russian campaign, no person even hired by Trump with anyone who is Russian. Now, that is totally different. At least 16 people are confirmed to be confirmed Trump associates with Russian contacts and people who have worked with them. Two of which are his own children. We'll read out those names right now. Paul Manafort, Rick Gates, Michael Flynn, Jared Kushner, Ivanka Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Michael Cohen, Jeff Sessions, George Papadopoulos, Carter Page, Roger Stone, Eric Prince, J.D. Gordon, uh, uh, Avi Berkowitz, 
Michael Caputo, and Felix Sater. Perhaps you'll notice some of the uh, people I read in the first couple of names, probably about the first ten, you know them a little bit more, like Manafort, Gates, Flynn, Kushner, Trump, Trump, and uh, Cohen, as well as Sessions and Papadopoulos, and Page, who had his short little existence within the White House. But uh, now... So that's what it looks like. You know, he flatly denied, Manafort flatly denied, representing on behalf of Trump in the campaign. No collusion whatsoever, no contact with the Russian campaign. Now, there are tons of contact that is confirmed not only by uh, the FBI, but also the campaign. And there's been no denial of these accusations because the Federal Bureau of, the Inve- of Investigation of the United States invested and confirmed at least these 16. But there are more. And we don't know all of the the more candidates, but uh, or the the more contenders for this collusion because the the FBI is investigating them. But those are the people that we know so far. There were supposedly Twitter messages, emails, phone calls, in person meetings, and others. And Trump uh, now uh, acknowledges that there were contacts, but there was no collusion directly within the United States elections. Trump even said in 2016 that there was no collusion whatsoever, and now his lawyers and him himself, well, not explicitly him, but his lawyers and the people representing him, like his PR number one guy, Rudy Giuliani, who's not really a legitimate lawyer representing him, but someone who defends the legal actions of his existence, uh, continuously says that the uh, that, that Trump himself did not collude, but the campaign might have colluded. The people that he hired, the people on his staff, specifically the senior members of his staff, could have colluded. And uh, that was interesting. In May of 2017, this is what Trump said in an NBC interview. There is no collusion between me and my campaign and the Russians. There was no collusion between the Trump campaign and the uh, Russian people. They're going to have to try really hard to find somebody that did relate to the campaign. That was a clean campaign. There is no evidence of collusion. Yes, Rudy. Now, I know that because I've been privy to a lot of facts I can't repeat. There was no collusion whatsoever, and the whole thing is a scam. And so those are just a couple of comp- that's just a couple of clips and compiled to make one of the many times that he said within and without uh, the United States, one of them actually happened to be in Helsinki, uh, Finland, with uh, Vladimir Putin standing by his side, which was probably pretty intimidating. I'm sure you would have gotten shot if he said that there was collusion. Uh, and I say that metaphorically, or maybe not metaphorically, you never know. Uh, but that's what he said, uh, and Rudy Giuliani, who's the only other voice in there that was not Trump, that's what he said then, and this is what, uh, he and others say now, in an interview with, uh, CNN's Chris Cuomo, Rudy Giuliani was just basically flat out lied, even the, contradicting what he, literally exactly what he said on that, uh, Fox News clips that I just played. I never said there was no collusion between the campaign or between people in the campaign. Yes, I have, have no idea if, I have not. I said the you- President of the United States. The president did not collude with the Russians. Whatever collusion is, the guy running his campaign, he didn't say was nobody. working on an issue he at the same time didn't. as the convention. He said he didn't. And that's where it stands right now with Rudy Giuliani. That was on uh, January of 2019, so just very recently, less than a month ago. And that was on CNN's Chris Cuomo uh, and his uh, late night show. 
So the the thing that was really really important, at least within the Russian collusion side of things, there was a purpose. There was a purpose that no one really knew about uh, with uh, at Trump Tower with Donald Trump Jr. He secretly, unbeknownst to the press, unbeknownst to many, probably from what we know so far senior campaign officials, he met with a group of Russians at Trump Tower in 2016. He also had uh, Jared Kushner, who is his brother-in-law and senior advisor to the president now, but also him as a candidate, and also Paul Manafort, his campaign chairman at the time. And um, the meeting was not even revealed. This was breaking news at the time that it was revealed, though. It wasn't uh, revealed that they even had a meeting in the first place uh, when when um this actually occurred uh, you know it was it was breaking news far after and after this breaking news happened when all the networks were covering this i believe there was even special reports on the cable networks when this came out that there was such a big uh meeting with russian collusion or with russian people <laughs> with the trump campaign Donald Trump Jr. immediately responded, well, actually it wasn't immediately, but he did respond by saying, we primarily discussed a program about the adoption of Russian children that was active and popular with American families years ago. So you're going to tell me that you met with tons of Russian lawyers when you're trying to literally publicly look in to files that are obtained by Russia, which would allow you to do better within your election, that you're telling me you're talking to these people that know a lot about that, about the Russian adoption of children policies that was previously implemented, I do not buy it. That was his statement then. Now it shifted to what I just said, that they wanted to get uh, back at Hillary Clinton. They want to win the election. So the reason, and the New York Times actually publicly revealed this, that the nature of that meeting was actually to get damaging information about Hillary Clinton. And uh, he was told that also uh, there there was an e- Trump Jr., uh, the son of Donald Trump, also acknowledged uh, that, and he actually released the email showing that he was told that the Russian government wanted to help Trump win. This is a huge point. And also, besides even the minimal WikiLeaks data that is now publicly released, the Russian lawyer could specifically provide Donald Trump's son with information about Hillary Clinton directly from Russia, Russia's subsidiaries, or the Russian government. Or even just lawyers and lobbyists within Russia. So, that's what uh, happened there. Now, if you look at the president side of this, which has to happen, I mean, you can't, I mean, this is clearly credible, but, you know, the press basically attacked him, and they, the White House was basically left up to no choice. The, the people working for Trump uh, at the time uh, had no choice to respond. He said that this was a meeting to get information on an opponent. That's exactly what he said. He also said that it was totally legal, and uh, Donald Trump Jr., of course, had that infamous uh, testimony on Capitol Hill that uh, Russians actually did not bring any damaging information about the Clinton campaign, and the meeting was uneventful. But who knows that? Who knows if that's true? There's no recordings, there's no evidence, there's no anything. So that's really the question that we face right now. Who knows if that's true? The other question that was very important was, did Trump make this misleading statement about, uh, did he make, did he draft the misleading Trump Tower meeting statement? That was something that uh, many people 
uh, talked about. You know, a lot of people, a lot of times when there's issues even mildly brought up or majorly brought up, he, uh, the president, the candidate at the time, has no involvement with these statements that go out. I've, I've been lucky enough to intern on a couple campaigns. I've seen how much the staff makes these seemingly personal messages, the PR teams, the apologies, the this, the that. It has nothing to do with the candidates. It's only the staff. So, uh, the the original statement by these campaigns, by Trump's campaign, was that he wasn't even involved in the statement that was put out by the Trump campaign. Now, what's be- being said is that he did dictate the statement. He said that um, the president's, or there was a, actually a letter that was sent to Robert S. Mueller III, who's conducting this uh, special counselor investigation into potential collusion with uh, the United States and Russia. He said that... Uh, these, this is from the letter to the lawyers from Trump's team. They said that Trump dictated the controversial statement, but they maintained that it was accurate. The New York Times specifically wrote that you have received all of the notes, communications, and testimonies indicating the president dictated a short but accurate response to the New York Times article on behalf of his son, Donald Trump Jr. So that's what happened. The other important thing that we really have to look at, just because of the timing of things was the firing of James Comey. Of course, he was the former FBI director. He's since gone on to live a pretty private life. He wrote a couple books, or no, one book, and uh, he sold very well. And um, he was fired by Donald Trump, if you remember. He was the former FBI director. Uh, Trump claimed that it was, uh, at the time, because of the Hillary Clinton email investigation. He Trump thought that he did not do a good job in investigating the email, and um, he was not... He was not He just didn't do a good job. He didn't satisfy Trump. And when he was asked about it then, this is what he said. Why did you fire Director Comey? Because he wasn't doing a good job, very simply. He was not doing a good job. Whoever the president may appoint is now going to be in charge of an investigation into people who have been close to the president during the campaign, any potential collusion with Russia. And today's actions had zero to do with that. But let me... Let me be clear with you. That was not what this is about. That's Mike Pence, by the way. That's not what this was about. And so that was then. That was Mike Pence. That was Donald Trump himself when they asked him about uh, Comey and other people. Well, actually, specifically Comey, but he they asked multiple people about this. That is what he said now. Or said then. Now, this is what he says. He says that it was specifically because of the Russia investigation. He contradicted the official story in an interview with NBC News. He said, regardless of the recommendation, I was going to fire Comey knowing there was no good time to do it. And in fact, when I decided to just do it, I said to myself... Uh, You know, this Russia thing with Trump and Russia is a made-up story, an excuse by the Democrats for having lost an election. They should have won. But regardless of recommendation, I was going to fire Comey, knowing there was no good time to do it. And in fact, when I decided to just do it, I said to myself, I said, you know, this Russia thing with Trump and Russia is a made-up story. It's an excuse by the Democrats for having lost an election that they should have won. He fired Comey because Comey would not, among other things, say that he wasn't a target of the investigation. He's entitled to that. That was uh, Donald Trump and then Rudy Giuliani. So about a year later, Giuliani uh, said that the Comey, and he did not contradict him again, he said that the Comey's firing was directly related to Russia. Uh, But he said that Comey was fired after refusing uh, that Trump 
was uh, that that he was not a target uh, of the Russia investigation. So that was the reason, and he confirmed that Rudy Giuliani did. The other thing that's important, and I don't know if anyone remembers this, Michael Flynn, he was this guy that uh, was a he was a huge national security advisor to the president. He's one of the main people in the Mueller investigation, and Michael Flynn uh, is a huge person. His son was in trouble for spreading literally fake news. I mean, you know, when he says when Trump says fake news, it's not. You know, by definition, fake news. But this was real fake news. He about damaging information on Hillary that many people believed it was about that Pizzagate uh, scandal that his son spread about. But now, I mean, that's just misinformation. His father is now basically being investigated for potential treason. Uh, although his uh, Comey detailed in the claims and uh, the memos and testified to Congress that. Trump, and he said this under oath, this is uh, what Mr. Comey said that Trump said. He said, I hope you can see your way into letting this go, letting Flynn go. He's a good guy. I hope you can let this go. Now, Trump, of course, has uh, denied on multiple accounts uh, Comey's claims. He said that he never asked Comey to stop investigating Flynn, and he just claimed that that was fake news, just like Flynn's son spread it. So that's what he said then when he was asked uh, by a, a reporter. I want to get back to James Comey's testimony. You, you suggested he didn't tell the truth in everything he said. Uh, he did say under oath that you told him to let the Flynn, uh, or you, you said you hoped the Flynn investigation you could let he could I didn't let say that. So he lied about that. Well, I didn't say that. I mean, I will tell you, I didn't say that. Did you at any time urge former FBI Director James Comey in any way, shape, or form to close or to back down the investigation into Michael Flynn? And also, as you look no. back. No. Next question. So that was then. And uh, that's what Trump said. And there was, he was acting on two events by two different reporters. And he said that he would never said that. And it was just fake news. Now, though, Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, was on ABC this week with George Stephanopoulos. And he said that Trump asked Comey to give Michael Flynn a break. He also emphasized that Trump's comments were uh, a friendly request and not an order from the president. He he. Then after this, he took his comments back and said that there was no conversation about Michael Flynn. Here he is on ABC This Week with George Stephanopoulos. President was asking him, directing him, in his words, to let the Michael Flynn investigation go. He didn't direct him to do that. What he said to him was, "Can you can you give Comey me a break? says he took it as direction. Well, that's okay. I mean, taking it that way. I mean, by that time he had been fired. You told ABC News last month that the president told Comey, "quote Can you give him a break?" Now you're saying that they never had. I never, I never told ABC that. That's crazy. I mean, I never said that. What I said was that is what Comey is saying. Trump said. I have always said the president denies it. And so, you know, you see this pattern of constant lying. I mean, they, they literally, they continue, especially Giuliani, who I wouldn't take seriously. I mean, he is a lawyer, of course, but his role in the Trump administration is not to be a lawyer. His role in the Trump administration is to be a PR, uh, you know, representative who has, uh, you know, former political power and represent Trump on a, uh, you know, a, a public relations standpoint. So... The thing that's really pressing, and this is directly within the investigation, the question of, will Trump sit down with Mueller willingly? So, supposedly back then, he said that he would be totally easy. He even said that he was 100% willing to testify under oath about the interactions 
not only with Russia, but specifically with Comey. He said that he was even looking forward to it, and that's a quote, and that was actually from a press interview. There was actually a date that was confirmed after these statements, but uh, the president's legal team rejected the plan, and then it just never happened, and he did that at the last moment. He also said that he would like to testify. But now, there's zero chance. Here's Trump in June of 2017. Would you be willing to speak under oath to uh, give your version of, of 100%. Are you going to talk to Mueller? That was January 24th. I'm looking forward to it, actually. To reach a higher standard, you would do it under oath. Oh, I would do it under oath. No matter who the lawyer is, the president wants to testify. I know a lot of people don't believe that. I know a lot of people think that's a, 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 a position. It is a position. It's the true position. He believes he's innocent. I believe he's innocent. He believes that if he gets the chance to explain it, people will understand no collusion with the Russians, no obstruction of justice. Forget his broad powers. He yeah. just didn't do it. We're trying to come up yeah. with a narrow group of conditions in which he can do it. There's going to be no... So, okay, so sorry. I, that was, uh, I cut a little bit into the second clip, but... There was, and I say this, I mean, he literally said that he was looking forward to the to the uh, testimony with Mueller about Russia and the, the campaign, the speaking uh, about Comey with people, distinct people, uh, you know, his campaign and, and just testifying flat out under oath in front of Congress. But now there is no chance of that whatsoever. He even uh, eventually submitted his written answers to the questions about Mueller, but he did not want to doing do it under oath within Congress. That's really interesting. He even asked again, Mueller's team asked him again, you know, do you want to clear this up? We'll give you another chance if you want to come sit down with Mueller. And he said, no, I don't want to do it. Is this because he just is so used to lying that he doesn't want to lie again? I mean, I, I seriously think there would be so many counts of lying to Congress, just like there have been so many before, even when you look at the Roger Stone indictment, which is 27 pages long, and you read the whole thing, there's five counts of uh, lying to Congress regarding specifically Russia. There are a count, there's a count, of course, of obstruction of justice and a count of witness tampering. So I think, really, the reason he didn't want to do it, he didn't want to testify again because he was so, like, unconfident in his ability to tell the truth. There's going to be no sit-down interview and nothing written or in person on obstruction. That's uh, November 2018 with uh, AB or with Fox News' Chris Wallace. He did an interview with Trump. Uh, I would say probably. Probably. I mean, I can change my mind, but probably. Uh, I, think no, we've, no I think we've wasted enough time on this witch hunt. And the answer is probably, uh, we're finished. You're they saying no joke. way, no interview. They're a joke over my dead body, but, you know, I could be dead. That's uh, Trump and Giuliani, and uh, I don't know, I thought that was kind of interesting. He said, you know, I could be dead if this happens. It's very unlikely, but uh, I don't know. The other thing that was really interesting, uh, Mueller has continued to investigate this, and of course, the question that's really unexplicitly stated, as it's never been a point of contention, is, can the U.S. president, the sitting U.S. president, obstruct justice knowingly or unknowingly? And, of course, the actions authorized by the Constitution and even other documents cannot be obstructed, although there's no mention of this in any documents or the Constitution, because it's never been an issue. But now, the answer, according to the Trump administration, is maybe. 
Uh, Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani said that he can, he can obstruct justice uh, while sitting in the uh, Oval Office. Chris Cuomo asked him, you don't think uh, a president can obstruct justice? Of course, that was a question mark, but uh, he said that he can. Uh, the other thing that was really interesting that I, that I was looking at is the positive the possibility of Trump currently or in the past uh, considering pardoning um, Paul Manafort. Uh, in in twenty seventeen, he said uh, that well, it was actually reported in twenty eighteen, but he said in twenty eighteen there was no pardons that were even close to consideration by the Trump campaign, uh, and there's also no consideration at the White House, and then. Even after that, months later, the uh, potential possibility of pardons came up again when Manafort uh, was, of course, he was indicted and convicted on eight counts of financial fraud in August of 2018. Uh, and um, there was also something, you know, who's asked about this, as the New York Times published this very infamous story, when he said, once again, that's not something that has been up for discussion. Also, uh, the potential ties to Russia, in terms of business ties, have been a topic of legal uh, discussion, and the 2016 campaign, and and even after he won the election, uh, he said that um, there was nothing at whatsoever having to do with Russia, and the business ties to Russia have nothing to do with it. He even explicitly mentioned it after being asked at a moderated debate. This is what uh, Donald Trump said. I know nothing about the inner workings of Russia. I don't deal there. I have no businesses. I have no loans from Russia. Donald Trump and Russia, first of all, I don't know Putin, have no business whatsoever with Russia, have nothing to do with Russia. I have no dealings with Russia. I have no deals in Russia. I have no deals that could happen in Russia because we've stayed away. Uh, and I have no loans with Russia. So that's what he said then. Now, first of all, that a lot of those statements were not true. Uh, first of all, he said that he has nothing to do with Russia whatsoever. And when I say when I th when I think of Russia, I would think Russia, the sovereign state of Russia, the people within Russia, the leaders of Russia. But the thing is, he sold, and this is really really sketchy. There was a twenty million dollar about value, twenty million dollars. Even you make it forty million dollars because you know there's really no way of determining it. He sold to this Russian uh, oligarch. I believe he's an oligarch. He might just be an incredibly wealthy Russian person, which is pretty rare if you're not an oligarch, but I, I just want to cover myself if I'm wrong. I don't want to be fake news or anything. Uh, he was a very wealthy Russian person who uh, wanted to buy a property uh, on in, in Florida uh, near Trump, and Trump actually owned it, and uh, Trump paid, it for, paid for it for $20 million. The Russian guy paid... Over the price that Trump was listing it for, he paid for it for a hundred million dollars. When Trump was selling it for, I don't know, fifty, seventy million, he paid a hundred million dollars for it. So he did have ties to Russia. He even admitted it publicly, even way before the actual presidential run was even uh, existent. Trump said that on uh, even David Letterman, the the Late Show with uh, David Letterman at the time that he just sold, and this was in 2002, I believe, that he just sold this apartment, or this this uh, complex to Trump. Well, not a complex, it's, it's, a, it's a large property uh, uh, right on the ocean in Florida. 
But more specifically, though, this is what Jake Tapper asked uh, Rudy Giuliani, who, of course, is a big subject of uh, questioning, uh, on uh, the State of the Union show. He said he had no dealings with Russia, and as by your own admission, he was talking with people in Moscow about a Trump Uh, Moscow project through November 2016. He wasn't talking to people in Russia about anything. He didn't talk to people in Russia at all. He, it was there's not a was. single stitch of evidence. Uh, it was a early stage proposal that never got beyond a non-binding letter of intent that was being run by by Michael Cohen. It was his project, and it was being done while uh, Donald Trump was running for president of the United States, and wasn't focused on that at all. weren't a lot of them, but there were conversations. Can't be sure of the exact dates, but the president can remember having conversations with him about it throughout 2016. The also remember. Yeah, probably up to, could be up to as far as October, November. And that was really recent. That was in this month of this year. So that's interesting. That was what really Giuliani said. Now, the what's really interesting is how Trump views all of these people who worked on his campaign now being under federal scrutiny. First of all, Trump said that uh, he said that George Papadopoulos was an excellent guy. He was so good, and he was, you know, one of Trump's top advisors. And he, Trump, personally named Papadopoulos the top, one of the top advisors in March of 2016. When Manafort uh, resigned from the campaign in August of 2016, Trump explicitly said at the end that he was very appreciative for his great work, and he also said that. Uh, he was. He wouldn't be where he was today. He wouldn't have won the election, even as you could go as so far to say. Although that's not a specific quote, he said that uh, Manafort was a true professional. Now Trump says that they are nobodies. They really have no influence on what I did, what I've done, and what I will continue to do. Uh, he said that uh, few people know of Papadopoulos. He was a young, low-level volunteer, and he's already been proven to be a liar. He also called uh, Papadopoulos, calling him a coffee boy who had no influence on him or his campaign. And then Manafort, uh, Trump said that Manafort had nothing to do with our campaign whatsoever, and he worked for him for a very short period of time. Again, that after him saying that he was one of the best people that ever worked on the campaign, he wouldn't even be close to the presidency if it weren't for him. Now, on another topic of association, uh, particularly within this Russian scrutiny, is Michael Cohen. You know, he's a trusted attorney, uh, that according to Donald Trump. He even said in an interview uh, from a long time ago when the press was kind of harassing him in public, he said that uh, Michael Cohen would be would take a bullet for the president. That's what Michael Cohen said about the president in response to that. And even before, uh, Trump said that Michael is a great lawyer, a very loyal, wonderful person, and that was uh, an FBI, or that was an audio, a leaked audio tape. Uh, and The Intercept actually Trump uh, criticized by the, F- the FBI raids in April of 2018 against Cohen and said that it was a, dis- a disgraceful move against a good man. He also said that uh, he always liked and respected Cohen. That was in a tweet that he has not yet deleted. Now, he is a continual, repeatedly, a categorically, undeniably large liar. Trump said, and according to his lawyers, that Cohen should not be trusted with anything. He lied all his life. He's an unhappy citizen. He called him a rat. And he also sharply criticized him on a multitude of issues. Talk about sharp contrast. Michael Cohen. I was being. Michael Cohen is a very talented lawyer. He's a good lawyer in my firm. 
And that's what he said then. Rudy Giuliani then went on ABC and echoed that message. The man is an honest, honorable lawyer. I always like Michael. No, I haven't he's spoken to Michael in a long time. Is he still your lawyer? No, he's not my lawyer, but in, anymore. Personal lawyer and not but anymore. I always liked Michael. Are you? And he's a good person. And that was over the course of 2016 and 2018. Now, in November of 2018, when Trump is also being asked many questions about Mr. Cohen uh, in, with the press, this is what Trump had to say then. Just, just pay attention to the sharp contrast. He's a weak person, and by being weak, unlike other people that you watch, uh, he's a weak person, and what he's trying to do is get a reduced sentence. The man is a pathological manipulator, liar. It seems to me his default position is to lie. He's a bad liar. Wow. Sharp, sharp, sharp contrast right there coming from Donald Trump and his top PR person, Rudy Giuliani. What do you think about this Russia investigation? I hope I laid it out clearly enough. Thank you to CNN, uh, Fox News, MSNBC, and others for contributing to that very unbiased report. These are all facts. I, I kid you not. These are all facts, and these are what it stands. If you want details, the website is jay-doherty, the web's, or dot com. The, the uh, phone number is uh, 312-625-8492. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jay Doherty Podcast. It's uh, just a little bit after 30 minutes. You know, I've done longer episodes uh, recently, but I think I'm going to wrap it up right now. It's Wednesday, uh, February 18th, 2019. And uh, this is going to be, I believe, probably just the end of this episode. And uh, we've been going, let's see how long, if I can check the, uh, let's see here, the recording. It looks like 33 minutes and uh, 42 seconds we've been uh, recording. And about an hour and four minutes we've been live. We're going to wrap it up right now at 6.09 from Wednesday, February 13th, 2019 on episode number 73 of the Jay Doherty Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back uh, tomorrow for another episode bringing you the latest news live. <laughs> I'm Jay Doherty. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. See ya.